0: Four Sons and a Daughter, Hobbies, Cycling, Swimming, Baking Bread, describes himself as the oldest younger poet in the U.S.A. It was his sense of humor, said Wilbur Parsons. He said he wrote his poems in couplets, Sumner Bean grinned brightly, because that's how the world goes on, by coupling. I remember him chaffing Chardy for telling him what the road not taken meant, said Fuller. I mean symbolically, you see. He would say, Here, Stanley Gold, the American poet said, For God's sake, how long is this going on? You talk about Frost as if he was some old local druggist that made great banana splits. Gold's biographical note was long and breezy, and usually magazines only printed part of it. The Hub had never done that much, for Gold had never published there. But the New Republic... Harper's Commentary, and once, The New Yorker, had published his poems. His fullest biographical note appeared in the Beloit Poetry Journal. Born New York City, 1931, educated P.S. 119, Flatbush, and Brooklyn College, awarded M.A. Columbia, 1955, worked as busboy, fitter, garage mechanic, Welfare Inspector, High School Teacher, Nervous Breakdown, 1958. Once a magazine in Iowa printed this as if it was the title of a book of poems. Followed by a period of intensive, lenitive, purgative, cathartic writing. Mr. Gold is the author of The Jew's Ruse, 1960, Hitler Riddles, 1962, a Guggenheim Fellow in 1965, Mr. Gold traveled to Israel, which resulted in Ruthless in Gaza, 1967, A Travel Diary. Divorced, no hobbies. What do you mean by that? demanded Fuller. That's how the world goes on, by coupling. Doesn't that sound a little cute to you? There was a lot of schmaltz and Frost. You must be kidding about Tiresias, let's face it. Frost was a Yankee Harry Golden, you know? "'Enjoy! Enjoy!' "'Except that Frost was writing for English department phonies, "'not fat Jews at Grossinger's. "'So he wrote, "'Provide! Provide! "'But it's the same cruddy ethos!' "'Stanley Gull started to recite birches in a Yiddish accent. "'Ven I see birches!' "'But was cut off sharply by Fuller. "'You never met Frost, did you?' snapped Fuller. "'Me?' "'Stanley Gull shrugged under the severe gazes of the others. "'I don't know what you mean by met. "'I heard him recite his poems at the YMHA in Manhattan. "'Then I saw him on television at Kennedy's inauguration. "'His papers blew off the podium, remember? "'I saw him at Trilling's house, too. "'I forget when. "'He read his poems in a crackly voice, "'a kind of Spencer Tracy croak.' Wilbur Parsons' finger had been pointed directly at Gold's chin for some minutes. Gold frowned at the finger and cocked his head to the side comically, but no one laughed. "I'll tell you something," said Parsons. "You don't know the first thing about Frost, and I'll tell you how I know. And you can correct me if I'm wrong." Denton. Parsons paused, sipped his drink, then said simply, "Frost never recited his poems to anyone anywhere." "I heard him," said Gold. "'At the YMHA, then at Trillings. "'I heard him recite his poems, I'm telling you. "'Boych's, for example.' "'Frost never recited his poems,' Parson continued, "'as if Gold had not said anything. "'Frost used to say his poems. "'Am I right, Denton?' "'Absolutely, Wilbur. "'That's what he called it.' "'Denton Fuller jutted his jaw out and said in a rasping voice, "'I am now going to say a poem called Desert Places.' He never recited. He always said his poems, Parsons recited. Said, red, Gold muttered. It's pretty cute, pretty stagey. Would you put your Hitler riddles next to a boy's will, Parsons challenged? What is this? Some kind of stock market, Gold snarled. Then he fell silent. Sumner Bean steered the conversation to Robert Lowell's worldview. He ordered drinks for everyone, a grapefruit juice for himself—